Hey, and welcome to the Brilliant Perspectives podcast with Graham Cook. I'm your host, Michael Becchio. Today, we're listening to a teaching from Graham entitled, Gentleness is the Voice of the Lord. It's taken from episode three of the series called Fruit of the Spirit on Brilliant TV. Graham outlines what we should expect in the Lord's tone and voice as he lovingly interacts with us, establishing and reinforcing that gentleness is his default. I had a couple of moments during listening to this message in which I had to hit pause, embracing what I was hearing and picturing what it would look like in my own life. I began to rejoice and acknowledge what I was hearing to the Lord. Remember, beloved, in our receiving and learning, our aim is to actually let truths sink deep enough that they can change and impact our intimacy with the Lord. We're not just accumulating knowledge and understanding, but we are looking to be changed by it. That doesn't happen by accident, but by intention. This message is likely to make you smile. Enjoy. In episode three, we're exploring the nature of God through the fruit of the Spirit and the transformation process in becoming as He is in this world. This week, we're going to look at gentleness first because it's how God speaks to us. Actually, the thing I really love about the fruit of the Spirit is each one of them has a voice. And you can hear God's heart through each particular fruit. So a a thing I often say to people I'm mentoring is, what fruit of the Spirit do you think God is wanting to develop you into right now? Um, Why don't you start to hear God speak in that particular way? So, for example, if, if, if God wants to develop joy in you, then why don't you hear, you can choose to hear his voice as joyful. That's what I'm saying, yeah? So I want you to hear everything that follows in this series in the same voice that God is using towards you. And when the Lord is talking with us about our process of transformation, it's always with a deeply affectionate, beautifully gentle voice and manner. It isn't a whisper. It's a voice that fills, that's filled with quiet confidence in who he knows himself to be for you. He loves talking to the Jesus in you. There's no anger then or tension in his tone. He's incapable of frustration or disappointment. So those can never appear in how he speaks. His gentleness communicates to us the love and the kindness that he adores. The Father put us into Christ so that he could speak to us the same way he spoke to his Son. No matter if we're having a good day or a difficult one. I remember a time in my life where I felt I had failed miserably. No matter my efforts, my circumstances seemed to remain unchanged. And I felt overwhelmed by everything that I was not. And in the midst of that time, God came to me and said, Great, you are my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And he said it so gently, but with a total confidence because that was his reality, but it seemed totally absurd to me. 
And no matter how long a list I made of why he should not have this perspective, he simply kept repeating gently, Graham, you're my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And I still didn't believe him. So over the next few weeks and months, he had the most delightful time proving himself to me. At every conference around the world that I went to in that time period, people would come up to me and say, the Lord told me to tell you this, or they would hand me a slip of paper with this verse, you are my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. This didn't just happen 10 or 15 times. It happened 273 times. I know, I counted, <laughs> until I finally surrendered to his perspective over mine. Actually, I think I surrendered around time uh, 55 or something. Yeah, I was dumb enough to take that long. And he just used the rest of the time just to establish that perspective in my heart until it overwhelmed my heart, it overwhelmed my mind, and it overwhelmed my circumstances. And every time I could hear the gentleness in his voice as he told me who I really was in his eyes. <clears throat> and his relentless gentleness transformed me into a gentle man. His uncommon love would finally become my reality as well. Regardless of my failures, I was his son and greatly beloved. Do you ever notice that often the first thing that God says when he appears to people is, fear not? <laughs> I don't think he's yelling that when he manifests because that wouldn't be helpful. But he comes gently saying, don't be afraid. It's okay. I'm here. Fear not. It's his gentleness that opens our hearts to receiving all that he's come to give us. And I love the way it calms our souls and imparts an atmosphere of trust where faith can develop. Gentleness partners with self-control so that we can respond to the Lord, not react to the fear of his presence or panic in our circumstances. His gentle voice allows us to be at peace. It opens the door for us to be still and know that he is God. And it's imperative that you have an experience with gentleness up front, close and personal in your own life. That you have an expectancy that this is how he will always speak to you. Otherwise, you'll react in fear rather than anticipate the goodness and the kindness that his gentleness communicates to us. It's the gentleness of God that washes us in truth. Often when I'm teaching, I'll intentionally find creative ways of making the same point. What am I doing? I'm washing people in the living word just letting truth 
soak into all those dry places that could use a fresh experience of Jesus. It's like a first rain that bounces off really hard ground. It takes time to soak in just how magnificent the goodness and the kindness of God really is. The loving process of accommodating gentleness is time well spent in his presence. Also, honestly, it saves us huge amounts of time, angst, and apprehension later because we learn to become calm and joyful now. Always remember that he put you into Christ so that he could talk to you as he does to his beloved son. He washes us gently, allowing us to soak in the fullness of his true nature. Giving us time to believe that he really is this good. It's like washing the disciples' feet. It's a gentle process that opens us up to receive deeply. As the good shepherd who cares for the sheep, he gently anoints our heads with oil until our hearts overflow. He soaks our old perceptions and mindsets in the truth until we begin to see and think as he does. You know, David wrote in Psalm 1835, your right hand upholds me and your gentleness has made me great. We don't often think of gentleness and greatness together, but God does. Why? Because gentleness is powerful. Gentleness is not weakness. It's actually strength under control. If you answer harsh, difficult people with gentleness, you can turn away fierce anger. That's Proverbs 15.1. The gentleness of Jesus opens us to learning from him, to being yoked together and finding rest for our souls, according to Matthew 11.29. Gentleness is the spirit in which we restore others because it's the spirit in which God has restored us. So how do you perceive the voice of the Lord and his ways towards you? When you hear, be holy even as I am holy, do you hear it as a booming, harsh command, be holy even as I am holy? (laughs) Or do you hear it as an invitation? I am is with you. Who I am will empower you to become what I am. Be holy as I am holy. I will empower you with the gift of holiness so that you will love being holy even as I do. Our expectation of the Lord must always be that he will come to us in his true nature, which in this case is gentleness. If there's something new to learn, we anticipate all his dealings with us to be with a gentle and humble heart. We want to activate a positive expectation of his gentleness, not a negative assumption that a harsh reprimand for failure is on the way. There is no condemnation in Jesus. 
just as he did with me all those years ago. He enjoys getting to overwhelm you with how beloved you really are until you are transformed into the image that he already has of you in Christ. So as we continue on in this series, and as you follow through with the activations, I want you to hear everything through the fruit of the Spirit of gentleness. It's how God speaks to us. It's how he teaches us and walks with us. And that's our positive expectation, our starting point, and our hope as we continue to grow into all things in Christ. I want to highlight a few key thoughts from Graham as we close. One thing he said, when the Lord is talking with us about our process of transformation, it's always with a deeply affectionate, beautifully gentle voice and manner. (laughs) Did you catch that? Why is that the case? It's because Father wants to settle us and reassure us, reminding us on a deeply emotional level that He cares intimately and to release us from any fear or expectation of needing to measure up. Graham also said, He is incapable of frustration or disappointment towards us. Have you ever considered that? If the Father really sees us in Christ because He put Christ into us and He put us into Christ, as the Bible says, then is there anything for him to be frustrated or disappointed about? (laughs) Think about it. It seems foreign to most of us, but it's a thought that can actually set us free. Or as I've heard Graham put it another way before, God is not disillusioned with you because he never had any illusions in the first place. (laughs) Meaning, beloved, he already knew what he was getting into with you and your shortcomings, your failures, and your imperfections are not a challenge for God. His grace is bigger and is fully sufficient. His patience is unlimited. Also, Graham said, it's his gentleness that opens our hearts to receive all that he has come to give us. It calms our souls and imparts an atmosphere of trust where faith can develop. Beloved, he wants to enrapture you and capture you in such a safe, secured and assured place of his kindness and gentleness towards you that faith and trust are a natural response and outflow, not something we have to work toward. So be on the lookout and keep a listening ear for a way in which God is going to speak to you about his love for you and something special about how he sees you, the way he did with Graham about being his beloved son in whom he was well pleased. I bet there's something Papa really wants you to hear, and it's coming your way. (laughs) I pray that the Father, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit would bless you richly and abundantly, that you would know their love for you deeply, that you would sense God's tender love, and you would hear His voice in gentleness and deep affection, even when you read the Word, and the words God is speaking through the Scripture. You would catch the tone of God in gentleness, in deep affection, and in tender love, and that you would be wonderfully encouraged and changed by it. Be blessed and enriched in your most holy faith, beloved, as you keep the course with Jesus and live in the lavish love and grace that God has bestowed upon you. 
in his son. Have a great week.